Good morning, everybody. It's day three of the challenge. Now, are you feeling that your days are feeling longer because we're like doing more things and we're focusing on one day at a time? Or is that just me? I feel like the days feel longer, the weeks are longer with more life in them. Does that make sense? More moments in them. So I think we make more, most of the days. When you just have a day where you literally do nothing, go to work, go home, lay on a couch and watch TV, what really is happening that day? And essentially, it is less time being spent like less moments so and then maybe moments is what we really mean by making the most of our lives so just you know keep going with these with these with these days and these weeks i feel like the more we can try and do obviously we need to do something what bruce lee and shannon lee in be water my friend call skillful frustration frustrations it's pushing yourself just enough that you're growing from these kind of frustrations. Oh, I've got to get up a bit earlier to fit this in. Oh, I've got to get my steps in when I just want to sit down. All these things. Don't push it too far, but we got to push it a bit. And I feel like that's what we're doing when we're trying to fit a few more things in here and there. Um, there was a really good strength seminar last night with David. Awesome guy, very knowledgeable, and spoke about the benefits of strength training, you know, for women especially, great for um, bone mineral density, because when women get to menopause and estrogen flies down, um, your bones are weaker essentially because of calcium so strength training is going to kind of kind of, in a sense try and negate some of that you love stronger bones um it makes you you know the studies are clear you you live longer in in the sense when you when you're stronger um less chance of injury less chance of health risk right if you get covid as well as they would say and if you if you're stronger you can deal with it better less hospitalization risk um, there's an interesting study that again I'll post a link about you know helping older people with Alzheimer's and dementia in some cases you know slowing it right down and, and actually reversing some parts of it and I, I'm not too clued up on that science but the study was saying that the improvements were remarkable and lasted a long time afterwards and it's all about David was saying when you lift weights and you do full body your brain is essentially sending signals to every part of your body to your bones and to your muscle to move, to use, to, to do something. And when we don't do strength training and we don't really do any resistance training full body, you know, sometimes we might, we might not activate the glutes for years properly. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's quite difficult to activate your glutes when you're training properly, right? And the same as activating other muscles, you know, some muscles in the back and all that. And you think about going through life not really putting your body to work in that sense and making yourself feel strong and powerful and utilizing the muscles you have as a human being when you don't do that of course you're not going to feel alive as possible that is you're essentially dormant yeah when we don't walk and we're sitting on the office chair all the time i'm sitting down right now i need to get standing up like i've got a standing desk come on you can hear it it's coming up yep <laughs> okay so basically as it comes up we want to really see our body as a, it's, it's, it's a machine in a sense and we want to make sure it's kind of lubricated and being used you know anything you leave to leave for a while without you know using it kind of dies off cars computers all these things you know if they don't use them and lubricate them and you know fuel them properly they would just they just die so i feel a lot of people who do strength training especially people who did the last challenge you know you end up feeling strong you end up feeling more in tune with your body yeah you feel strong in tune with your body you've added some muscle you've done some different types of training you've got progress in a different way now where you're getting stronger and using more weight as opposed to just looking at your body weight and all the other health benefits of strength training 
for your you know for mental health physical health and just yeah all that stuff so guys if you're not doing a strength training i do you know highly recommend you do the three strength trainings a week and david was mentioning you know the government guidelines or the guidelines guidelines by the who is 150 minutes a week of moderate to rigorous exercise and a strength training session will take about 30 minutes that's 90 minutes so then you've got 60 minutes left and you know the runs will be about 20 minutes each so in really you're bang on in tune with the guidelines if you're doing strength training and cardio okay so the running and again another study showed as well if you do cardio or like and walking 10,000 steps six to 10,000 steps a day can be counted towards this cardio thing because it's moving walk with a bit of pace and that covers it right but if you wanted to make sure of it um, doing the car, the runs and the strength training was the best combination for decreasing all-cause mortality in this study, which is interesting. So yeah, training, again, in New Zealand, I believe, or maybe it's Canada, maybe both of them, the first prescri- prescription, as I call it, for people who feel they go, they're feeling depressed and stuff is exercise. So they go, well, we're prescribing you exercise X times a week. And some people, obviously, when you've got severe depression and you can't even, and you know, you're stuck inside, you can't even move, then that's going to be a different um, approach. So we talk about the kind of moderate levels here. We can't cover every case. But in terms of moderate levels of depression, anxiety, whatever, all this stuff, doing exercise now is considered like, a, you know, it's be- in, in a sense, better in the long term 100% than medication and stuff like that because you know when you build up strength training you do it for the rest of your life you get stronger get more resilient you get more muscle mass and you know better bone muscle bone mineral density all this stuff so again remember now exercise isn't just to burn calories exercise can transform your body and mind and when you add on top of that mindset training mental health support performance wellness or how you know reducing stress dealing with emotions improving how we look at things or perception of things and then we add reading you know a book club tiny habits and then the stoicism book by donald robertson which combines combines stoicism with donald robertson who is a psychotherapist uh, cbt specialist as well so He's kind of combining, because CBT, uh, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, the founders of that, um, do recognize Stoicism and especially Epictetus as one of the main people that kind of drove that type of therapy. And it's interesting, the link goes back to that ancient philosophical school. And that's why we're covering the philosophical side. We've been the same 2,000 years ago. We were exactly the same as we are today. And the modern day approach, CBT and how it works. So that's again, we read those two books. Imagine the transformation we're going to go through. And um, yeah, I think it's important. I think it's important that we kind of look at that type of transformation as opposed to just being like, we'll lose fat. It's great to lose fat, okay? If you're overweight stuff, it's going to be good. It's going to improve your health markers and stuff. But we can do more. Skillful frustrations. Let's push it a bit. Okay, now it's only week one, guys. So don't be stressed. And we, we, we gather... We gather ourselves this week, and then we see what we do next week. But I just want to share a few things about tiny habits um, to share with you now, because it's book club day. If you haven't read up to page 30, that's fine, but this book is amazing so far, and uh, a lot of aha moments. So I'm just going to read a few things out of tiny habits for you to ponder today. Hopefully they'll make you, um, hopefully they'll improve your day. 
So he says, and there's a quote, but the alarming levels of obesity, sleeplessness and stress reported by the media and seen in my Stanford Labs research tell me there is a painful gap between what people want and what they actually do. Our approach to change is it's a design flaw, not a personal flaw. In order to design successful habits and change your behaviors, you should do three things. One, stop judging yourself. Two, take your aspirations and break them down into tiny behaviors. And three, embrace mistakes as discoveries and use them to move forward. The process doesn't require you to rely on willpower or set up accountability measures or promise yourself rewards. There is no magic number of days you have to do something. Those approaches aren't based on the way habits really work and as a result they aren't reliable methods for change and they often make us feel bad. Once you remove any hint of judgment, your behavior becomes a science experiment. A sense of exploration and discovery is a prerequisite to success, not just an added bonus. That's important, guys. We say about this, become your own scientist is becoming our own scientist, the exploration and discovery, and not judging our weight and judging the data we collect, we're just using it as a scientist. That is a fundamental part of your success story here. It's not a bonus at the end, and he says it here as well. He says, before I go on, let me set the record straight. Information alone does not reliably change behavior. This is a common mistake people make even well-meaning professionals. The assumption is this, if we give people the right information, it will change their attitudes, which in turn will change their behaviors. I call this the information action fallacy. Many products and programs and well-meaning professionals set out to educate people as a way to change them. At professional conferences, they say stuff like, if people just knew the facts, they would change. I absolutely agree with this. And this is what I was saying before we started Octagon. There's a lot of coaches and PTs and things on the internet and Instagram. They've got millions of followers. They get a lot of they get a lot of engagement and likes and comments. But fundamentally, a turtle. What we do is the, the the reason why we have so many touch points with you guys: turtle radio, the zooms, the breakout rooms, the one-to-one email, um, the app to collect your data, um, the daily voice notes. Um, you know, all sorts of kind of make sure there's two-way conversations because we know just talking at you with information just doesn't work. And this is what people are forgetting. And people say to me, you know, some people say, you know, like, you know, being on social media and stuff, you know, maybe we need to do better at social media, maybe a turtle to get more engagement and likes and stuff. But that's never been my concern. It's never been where my time has really gone. My time has always gone inside the community, making sure that's why I do daily voice notes. The reason... I did daily voice notes because I know the information itself isn't enough. So I thought if I could break things down daily so people don't get overwhelmed, they might be able to digest it better. So then when we do speak on Zooms, we can have a chat about it, you know, as opposed to just like being spoken to. So yeah, that was just a side note, explain that's exactly what we think of Turtle and that's why we want this two-way conversation to happen. Um, And he goes on, in my research on habit formation dating back to 2009, I found that there are only three things we can do that will create lasting change. Have an epiphany, change our environment or change our habits in tiny ways. Creating a true epiphany for ourselves or others is difficult and probably impossible. I'm not sure I agree with that. I've had many epiphanies that have changed my behavior. And uh, yeah, I don't know if we can rule that out. We have epiphanies reading this book, for example. (laughs) 
Anyway, the essence of tiny habits is this. Take a behaviour you want, make it tiny, find where it fits naturally in your life and nurture its growth. If you want to create long-term change, it's best to start small. Here's why. With the tiny habits method, you focus on small actions that you can do in less than 30 seconds. You will quickly wire in new habits and then they will grow naturally. Starting tiny means you can begin creating a big change without worrying about the time involved. With tiny habits, I advise people to start with three very small behaviors or even just one. The more stressed you are and the less time you have, the more appropriate this method is for you. No matter how much you want to cultivate a healthy habit, you won't be able to do it reliably if you start big. When you start big, the new habit probably won't stick. In many people's lives, tiny isn't just the best option, it might be the only option. It's simple, this habit, he tells everyone to do, and it takes about three seconds, and we're all gonna start doing this now, and it's called the Maui habit. I hope I'm saying that right. The Maui habit. After you put your feet on the floor in the morning, immediately say this phrase, it's gonna be a great day. As you say these seven words, Try to feel optimistic and positive. Maybe crack a smile. The recipe is tiny habits format looks like this. So think about that. Every time you wake up, step in the feet. Okay, it's going to be a great day today. I know it, I feel it's going to be a great day. And that's it. That's the habit you start your day off, guys. So hopefully you can do that. Maybe there's another habit we can do. Maybe at the end of every voice note, it is, I talk about the one big thing. I talk about doing the one big thing all the time. Maybe after a voice note, the next thing we do as a habit, something tiny, is that we do something really small to, to maybe a, write down a line, a win, um, what we're grateful for. Uh, think of something you can write down small, maybe a win, grateful. Um, you know, doing your one big thing will take maybe sometimes longer than the seconds. Text a friend that you love them, text a family member you love them, you miss them when you see them, whatever, something like that, if you want to go down that route. Um, maybe write down the thing that resonates with you, with you the most and send it to another member. Okay, oh, this resonates with me, what do you think of? Send that off. Um, journal, maybe. As soon as the voice notes finishes, you just get your phone out or a book and just journal for, you know, 15 to 20 seconds. Let's know, let's, let's try and, and, you know, what he does is the, these kind of habit stacking. What can we do at the end of a voice note that's gonna take a few seconds uh, and not too difficult? So have a think about that, let's come up with an idea, but I think we all should start doing it. Starting right now, today and tomorrow is the Maui habit. Once we get up every day, as soon as the feet touch the floor, it's gonna be a great day today and I'm gonna feel good about it. And that's it, guys. Hopefully I see you all in book club to discuss this book because it is such a good book so far. And uh, yeah, suggestions on habit stacking, the voice note with something small that we can all do, let me know. And we can start building something. But enjoy your day. Let's, uh, let's zoom back in now to the next 16, 24 hours we've got left of the day, whatever it is. Make sure that you, you, know, you get your one big thing done because if we go too much, too big of a list, we won't get anything done. Get your one big thing done, then your day's a success no matter what. But you get, you know what happens when you do your one big thing, and you get it done, you end up doing more things because it drives momentum. Progress equals momentum, momentum equals progress, and progress equals motivation. Motivation goes back through, drives more momentum, which drives more progress. So that's the flywheel we wanna build. So get your one big thing done, and I will speak to you all later and tomorrow.